Hello, everybody. It's Linda. I've started our call. And as it's 12.15, is there anyone that would like to pray us in? All right, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> we are all on interactive. Um, so I will, I'll pray us in. So I'm placing my hand on my heart and taking that deep breath. Cleansing breath of love and gratitude. So grateful for this teaching. So grateful for Jennifer, for our community, for the love and support we receive from all of it, for the transparent, authentic sharing, for the courage to ask for help if we need it. And we're thankful for those who are on the call now and those who will listen later, that we are all holding each other in the space of love. In grace and gratitude, I accept and allow it to be. I receive it, and so it is. Amen. Amen. So, as I said, this is Linda, Erie PA. Good morning, everybody. Morning, Linda. Here's Lars from Germany. Blessings to all of you. Hi, Lars. It's so good to hear from you, please. Hi, this is Angela from Rhode Island. I'm in the car, so I will be muting, but I'm listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome back, sweetie. Missed you the last couple of weeks. Yes, thank you. Good to be here. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Morning, Philip from D.C. Hello, Leslie from Michigan. And good morning, Carla from Portland. So I will start, because <laughs> um, that's everybody so far. Um, so I've been working for the last couple of weeks with a term that one of my prayer partners said to me, and I'm not going to call this person out unless they would like to share it themselves. Because at the time, I took it in love, and I am still taking it in love because it has opened up a lot of insight for me. But um, the word was Pollyanna. And so I've been thinking about that term 
and um, you know, I feel that I am the type of person that sees the glass half full rather than half empty, but I had to wonder if I was denying my feelings or just putting on a happy face for the world. And I've decided that um, it doesn't change the fact that my father is no longer walking on the earth or that that my mother has has stopped her in her tracks or that there's a part of me who also feels and experiences the depression and the feelings of lack of inertia or the fact that my husband has health issues. (laughs) But it does allow me, a small part of me, to have the willingness to remember to ask my higher Holy Spirit self for help. And when I do that, things are not so dark in this seeming world of form that we live in. So I want to thank that person from the bottom of my heart for allowing me to delve into that inquiry because um, it's brought some deep questions and some deep healing. Linda, it's Angela. May I ask a question? Yes. So is it that um, your prayer partner was just sort of raising the idea that you weren't giving yourself space to feel that you were just trying to put on a happy face? No, I don't. No, I don't think so. The word was just brought up um, in relation to me. I don't think it was a judgment, well, or it could have been a judgment. It, either way, it's fine. It was It was just that it was, um, it was something actually that I had thought of myself in the past as well. And it just, um, I figured since somebody else noticed it too, that it was something, it was time for me to look into it a little deeper. Thank you, Linda, for bringing it up because I can absolutely relate to your experiences. I am also this kind of person who tries to put on a happy face and I also started to delve very deep into it and I really found out in the relationship with my wife that there was a lot of insincerity and her depression was a mirror of my own depression I used to feel some years ago. So I really, it was really tricky for me because I really didn't notice it because it was so deep in my subconscious mind, this judgment and this depression that I couldn't really feel it, that I wasn't absolutely not aware of it. And when I talked to Jennifer, I really started to get to know a feeling of it and now I have worked on it and it's really very liberating it's very um, a lot of relief because I looked into it and so I can really relate to this feeling of 
uh, yeah, diving a little bit deeper into the feelings and into what's uh, inside of it. And I've really found out that whatever I have done, the higher Holy Spirit self was always supporting me, even though I was insincere. It was as if a voice inside my head said, don't worry, the time will come and you will see what's there. And so it was really, I feel really a lot of relief from the pain which was inside of me. So thank you for bringing it up. I can so much relate to your experience. So thank you. And thank you, Lars, because it was it was your post that really made me um, think about it even deeper. Like I mm-hmm. was thinking about it a little bit on the surface, and then I had talked to Jennifer, and um, she mentioned to me, um, you know, well, ask yourself: is there are there any feelings or emotions that I am denying or ignoring? And so I was doing that also. And so it was just, it was like a chain of events. I talked to that person and they mentioned that term. And then I talked to Jennifer and then I read your post on Facebook and it was like, it just came full circle. So I felt like (laughs) it was kind of like that snowball rolling down the hill thing, picking up momentum. So thank you. So, uh, Linda, did you see I dropped off? Yes, I did. I was worried. <laughs> no, I went to mute. I meant to unmute myself, and it accidentally dropped. <laughs> now, so I'm going to out myself because I'm, I'm used to outing myself. Um, <laughs> no, there was, if there was, ju- yes, I guess it was judgment, but it was, it was not a, you know, you know, I love you. You know, I, I, I totally accept you. Um, it was is a conversational piece because I'm the opposite type of personality. Yes. So I was. It was just you know an opposite. I'm pessimist or see the glass half empty by by nature, and it was just sharing something. It's interesting that you went. I'm surprised you took it so seriously, but I guess I wasn't so anyway, planning on it. Wasn't it? Uh, okay. <laughs> I wasn't planning on on delving so deeply to it. I really wasn't. And, um, you know, like you said, you're, you've mentioned that you're the pessimistic type. And I, my um, father was always the skeptic. So um, I just, I adore contrast. I really do because I think it helps us to learn so much. And um, so, yeah, it, when you said it wasn't, like I took it personally and felt like I had to defend myself or anything. It's with me a little bit, and I thought, well, maybe I need to look at it a little bit deeper. So I'm glad you outed yourself, and I'm so glad you came back because my heart stopped when you dropped off the call. <laughs> uh, just for a second there. Good morning, everybody. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. It's so good to hear from you, honey. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, continuing on with some themes for my uh, life this past year, decluttering. And I found a gal that uh, is working with me. We've been logging about uh, five or six hours 
it's about five days, so we're really making a lot of progress. And um, it really does feel, you know, I'm really beginning to feel the, the energy shifting, just unloading this stuff in the physical world and um, also in the mental world, you know. It just um, seems to be going together. So that's what I've been doing and just, you know, trying to keep up with activities, exercising and, you know, sometimes some bodies just require a The moderator has left the conference. Sorry, everybody, I dropped off. <laughs> Must be in the stars today. What was Mary, what, I didn't catch what you were doing five hours a week. Oh, I'm decluttering. I'm pulling, you know, I have boxes of things, decorative things that I packed up two years ago when I moved back to California, and I just, Went through all my boxes, and I have my car, uh, my truck packed up now to go to a consignment store, and then I've got some people coming over Sunday that I'm giving things to. Just decluttering, you know, just too much stuff. Went through all my drawers in the kitchen, all my kitchen and closets, and just really getting rid of everything. Welcome <laughs> to Talk Shoe. Please enter the call ID followed by the pound key. You may access the call up to 15 minutes before its scheduled start time. Whoa. <laughs> Enter your PIN followed by the pound key. If you are that's, not a TalkShoe member, I dropped off. Sorry. To get access okay. to all features, sign up for a free account at... Your PIN... Your PIN was not recognized or is being used by another caller. VoIP users, note that touch tones can be unreliable across... <laughs> Your PIN was not recognized or is being used by another caller. VoIP users, note that touch tones can be unreliable across the internet. I don't know why you all can hear it. I was you using it. I'm just going to end it. The moderator has left the conference.
Sorry, guys. And we're back. <laughs> Don't problem. We should make for a really interesting recording today. <laughs> did you start the um, recording on the web page? I did. I did. Yeah, so you can use that one to talk yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> you know, you gotta laugh at yourself. Exactly. Ask Mary, I so. Yeah, go ahead. Mary, Mary, I just wanted to ask you how it feels to get rid of so much stuff. Well, you know, it's uh, it was a struggle. You know, I had these two boxes of Sedona method, this uh, program that I studied for a year. And I mean, probably about eight, eight or nine thousand dollars worth of CDs and different programs within the program. And I didn't want to open this box because I know the stuff was disorganized and I wanted to organize it. Um, and I want to give it to the library or I'm going to go on Craigslist. I, I don't even think I can sell this stuff or, or I don't even think I can give it away. I know one other coach in San Diego, he was trying to sell his stuff and you know, people just aren't buying it. So anyhow, I just uh, didn't want to take the time to organize it, but I was glad that I did because, you know, maybe the library, the library can definitely benefit from this um, program. And so that felt good. And, you know, I'm giving the stuff to, um, uh, the stuff that I'm giving away, I'm giving it to a couple of friends um, that are just getting started. They're going to start living together and, I know them both, so I feel good about that. And so I feel good about it's hard for me to give away good stuff. And so when I give it to somebody and I know it's going to a good home, I, it just makes me feel good. You know? So it does. It feels very uh, cleansing, so to speak. Yeah. It's a beautiful so act of self-love. Pardon? It's a beautiful act of self-love. Well, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. That's a very good way of looking at it. Thank you. Yeah. And I need furniture and everything, rocking chairs, file cabinets. <laughs> it's out of here. You can get not comfortable, and I don't really feel joy. It doesn't bring me joy, or I don't feel some kind of joy or peace. I'm just, you know, giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. So I've been, you know, I've had somebody over here working on Saturdays, too, that's, you know, kept me away from the calls. And I've just got to, when these people are available, you know, I let my schedule operate around them. So... Anyhow, it's been working out. It's so much easier to do when you have somebody that you're working with, too. So much more. Just better, better, better. Just think of all the space that you're making to bring more into your life in a spiritual, heartfelt way. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And that's another thing. I cleared my plant room out. I It was a bedroom. Turned that bedroom into a plant room. Now I'm turning it into a meditation and an exercise room. 
So I think that's really going to suit me. Yeah. Have, have you found any forgiveness opportunities going through your Sedona stuff? I just, I, I know when we've talked in the past, it just really felt to me like you had a lot of pain associated with that time in your life. And I just wondered yeah. if it was less painful letting go of some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm making a list. There's a whole bunch of, uh, well, two primary people in Sedona and, you know, office material. I just, uh, the money I, I just, it was a real financial bad, I guess I'm just a judgment, but financial decisions that were poorly made um, resulting in a lot of a lot of loss of money that I still have hard time forgiving myself for. I really do. And I've got to, I really want to get over that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of opportunity there. Yep. In fact, I found one of the some some their technique of uh, forgiving yourself for past mistakes. <laughs> a whole CD. <laughs> I thought, oh, I'll start with that one. <laughs> the anger solution. That's number two. <laughs> the resistance dissolver. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff is kind of similar spiritual stuff, but just different spin. Yeah, but, you know, that's what life is all about. It's forgiveness anyhow, right? Really. Right. Progressing yeah. through life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for asking. So I missed you all. And um, did, Was Chris on the call earlier? What's that, honey? Was Chris on the call earlier? Um, I didn't see her, but um, when she calls in on Skype, she could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. she. I don't know if she's going to make it on the call. She had an activity this evening, and she's flying to Ohio this Thursday. Um, oh. She's the 24th. So she wanted to have me request prayers for everybody for travel, safe travel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I heard her on Wednesday say that she her she has to go pick up the car at three AM to take her to the airport and drive for two and a half hours. Is that right, Carla? Anyway. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, three AM. Well, since we're speaking about travel, I'll just say that I had a wonderful time with my mom at St. Anne's Spa in Grafton, Ontario. We got back yesterday, and it was just wonderful. I mean, there's really not too much to say because it's just it's a true vacation where you just get to unplug and recharge, and it's just I highly recommend Sally go to it because I know she she lives in Toronto and it's about an hour away from Toronto. So it's just, it's great. No TV, no phone, no computer, 
no decisions. The biggest decision is what to choose off the menu, and there's only like three choices. So we had lots of, uh, and it was beautiful. It was about 73 degrees all week and sunny, no clouds. I mean, so we got pool time and tree time, and it was just uh, that. But two, we always try to remember two things, two little aha moments, and. One of them was uh, bless the fly. That was one of our, our moments because there were just a few flies that my mom gets a little irritated by that, and she she just blessed the fly in her thoughts, and then the fly would just go away. And I'm like, maybe it's because that wasn't a vibrational match, you know. You just bless the fly, and then the fly could just go on its way. And then the other one was that we really, really tried to remember was um, to thank our food for nourishing our body. Whether we're eating a Skittle that we happen to bring or one of their uh, vegan meals or whatever, it's like, thank you for nourishing my body. And it's just, I love that when I can, especially water, I know how important it is to bless the water we drink. And that was really lovely. And then the one meditation uh, that I sort of fell asleep with, it was on the second day, but it was um, towards the end of it, we, we, the facilitator said to think of somebody we love and then to say, um, um, oh gosh, now I'm going to blank out. Um, not I wish, but something, uh, happiness, peacefulness, and well, but I can't think of the first part, but I will think of it. I will definitely think of it before the end of the call. And that was just a beautiful meditation. And then, of course, the treatments were great, and I've been exfoliated and buffed and lotioned. And my husband said my face feels like a baby butt. I'm like, okay, I'll take a baby's butt face. I was going for soft and, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So it will be fun at church tomorrow because I'll go around everybody saying, feel me, feel me, feel me because my skin is so soft. So. It was just truly, truly vacation because you come back and you're not tired at all. You know, a lot of vacations you come back and you're like, oh, I need a vacation. And I'm so grateful that my dad and my husband both kind of allow us to go, you know, because it is expensive. And um, as we all know, I haven't been working and uh, just really need to be able to know that I was coming back to a brand new job on Monday that I'm so excited about. So. It was just, you know, we didn't have a lot of problems to solve, or it was just, it was just lovely. I highly recommend it. <laughs> so thank you, and I just quick update on my friend Sarah Lind. I know you had asked me about it about her, and she is she is still she's the one that had open heart surgery and had a few complications and had to go back into surgery and stuff. And she is still in the hospital, but she is she's really weak, but she's she's still with us, and she is um. She is starting to heal, so thank you all for your prayers. Oh, I know what it was. I just thought of the thing, the thing for my meditation. Thank you, God. It's so you think the person you love, so may you be that was the beginning part. So may you, may you be happy, may you be peaceful, may you be well. And I like the may you be blessed in part. And it was so funny because Sally and I used to talk about that's one of her favorite things to say is may you be blessed when if something's irritating you or whatever. And this is just kind of a three pronger that 
we learned in meditation. So I love that. It means yeah. that was something that we heard that I heard like six months ago, I think, from Matt Kahn. And I mm-hmm. actually have used it I've used it in um it's in my signature line in my emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that great. idea. Yeah. Right. It's just, you know, because I love Ho'oponopono, this is just a little bit shorter, you know, way to just say it, too, you know. So that's it for me. Just I'm really excited to to start on Monday. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting week for me. So I'm sure it's going to be great. Hopefully it'll be as smooth as a baby body, baby bottom. <laughs> yes. Carla, how are you doing? Oh, I'm pulling close, so I had on mute, but um, uh, I think I'm good. Okay, all right, I'll speak. Um, I'm doing okay. It's kind of, uh, I was thinking about what you were saying, what was said earlier about the Pollyanna thing, and yeah. and I realized that. <clears throat> I've discovered not specifically about the Pollyanna, but whenever somebody says something to me and I'm like, no, that's not something that's like, that actually that's something for me to look at. When I say no, right away, a really big key. And so, um, so I asked myself when you said that, is that, um, something that I should look at and so um I just came to me that at times it may be something. Um so I don't know, just interesting. Um I'm doing okay. I'm just recovering from I'm just not feeling very motivated lately, so I just been playing around since my accident. So I'm like even though it was small, um that's like I just feel like that's the most loving thing I can do for myself. So um, just enjoying listening to everybody. And I loved listening to the MLC1 community call. It was so um, helpful. I think um, when something comes up for me three times, I know I feel like it's, Maybe I should look at it. And when the EFT isn't coming up <laughs> several times lately, so I'm I'm just grateful for that community call and being able to speak now because it helps me remember afterwards when I speak it. So thank you for asking, though. Yeah. I loved the idea of doing the Ho'oponopono while you're tapping. Mm. Mm-hmm. They have some great ideas. Yeah. yeah. They were on fire today. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask Philip and Angela how they've been doing with their challenges, but they both have dropped off. <laughs> I actually am, am um, I don't know what, why, <laughs> but I feel prompted to 
Um, I think it's, I feel like it's something that needs to be investigated, like the plan, I think. But, um, so yesterday I actually asked, um, in the text, asked, um, Jennifer, if if this was gonna if our call our community call is gonna conflict with the class that she's given, and um, and she said no, she's using a different. But anyhow, the the thing right after that, I was grateful for her response. I was like, let's let it go. But then after that, it was really interesting that she accidentally texted me meaning it to go to somebody else and then she texted me <laughs> saying it was an accident. She accidentally texted me. And it was so interesting how I was so touched by that. I don't know why. I think it is. Was it feeling loved? Wow, there's some emotion going on right now. It wasn't at the time, but it is now. Um, I think I have some attachment to exactly what you're talking about feeling loved but when I get um response from somebody else so I guess what's coming up for me now is how I would like to let go of that attachment I mean it doesn't doesn't make any difference that I was touched by that's sweet you know but the the feeling of that I'm is coming now that um a lot of times I only feel valued whenever um it's other people value, valuing me as opposed to loving myself mm-hmm. so thank you for asking i I'm grateful that whatever that question was brought that up for me so uh I don't know what that is but, um and I do did I think when you're Pollyanna issues when sometimes whenever thoughts come into my mind I want to just let them go I'm like, just let him go, let him go. But what I'm realizing now, not in this moment of speaking, those judgment thoughts or those thoughts are actually gifts that I'm giving myself so I can discover underneath of them what gem, because there's something underneath of them that, that, maybe could be discovered or to go deeper than to just let go of the surface. If I just heal the surface, I don't know, will I go deeper? I don't know. I guess anything's possible. 
And now I guess I'm going to ask now, I'm going to be quiet, but I'm just going to ask now uh, for prayers because I feel like this, whatever's coming up now in this accident and everything is is for a deeper healing of something that it doesn't really matter what it is. And I am so open to whatever that is and whatever I have to go through or whatever or I don't have to go through. <laughs> That's fine, too. Uh, I'm just willing to. So I'm just going to ask for prayers and kind of um, go back to forwarding my laundry. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Carla. I I hmm. think for me it feels like when you get it feels like validation, like somebody's recognizing the love and sacredness that you are. It's like that the word namaste, like I see the light in you, it's like I'm sharing the light in myself, I see the light in you, I don't know, it feels nurturing, if it's not you... a... what? I'll say, as I was going to say, just when you said namaste... It just came to my mind that when somebody mistakenly thought it was no mistakes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) When someone said no mistakes, they thought they were saying no mistakes. And so it was a good reminder that no no mistakes, no mistakes. I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. So, how are things going at your job? Um, there are some good days and some very bad days. So. Prayers are continued. I mean, prayer, uh, I appreciate prayers continuously. Thank you. I would also like to say that I would appreciate prayers for me to be fully sincere in every moment because I sometimes don't realize it and I've learned to recognize when a situation is not so, I don't feel so good in a situation, this is a sign that uh, I'm not at peace with it. But sometimes I, I really need time to recognize it, that I'm not sincere. And so I would also appreciate prayers for my sincerity and for my ongoing sincerity concerning all my relationships in first place, but also in other areas of my life where I'm not sincere. Maybe this is an important theme for me. So thank you. 
Lars, can you share a little more about the insincerity that you're feeling? Yes, I have uh, noticed it during the last months or the last year because I was constantly, uh, continuously praying for my wife. I was continuously doing spiritual work, so I really thought that I had done everything I could to improve the situation. But it was really, I felt inside myself judgment towards her, but I re really didn't know it on the surface. I really felt that I was sincere, and it came to my mind that I was insincere when I really started to go deeper, because I talked to Jennifer about uh, dealing with my feelings and emotions, that I sometimes really ignored my wife's feelings. And this was a sign for me, okay, I thought I would be loving, but I didn't really respect her feelings. And as she's a projection of me, I didn't respect my feelings. So there was a lot of insincerity in it. I really thought I would do everything I could, but in fact, there was a deep feeling inside myself that she should be the one who should change, not me. And so it was really a judgment, but a very a deep judgment, which I really didn't recognize. And that is what I mean with insincerity, that I... Uh, on the outside, uh, I wanted to do everything, I wanted to be loving, but on the inside, there was a lot of resistance, which wasn't, uh, in, yes, which I wasn't aware of. This is what I mean with insincerity. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's pretty um, deeply heart, you know, that's some deep, Deep heart work. Good job. Yes, and it's so difficult for me in Shedington because I didn't really know it. I really thought that I had done everything I could, that I was sincere. It was really a feeling that I was sincere, but the outside world, that uh, our continuous struggles showed me or that there was insincerity in it. But uh, I really thought that everything was for the highest and best of all, so maybe it's a form of... Uh, I have chosen it to be so. This was my feeling, but that there was insincerity involved, I really didn't notice it. So it was really a very deep work, I thought. And so I'm thankful for uh, yeah, having learned it and having had this challenge to really uh, improve my relationships. Um, we also talked a lot about self-love. Um, so, how are you loving yourself in this situation? And I can ask the same about myself, but um, maybe you, can, maybe I can get insight from you. Yes, really important aspect of it to really love myself and when I'm not insincere, when I'm not sincere with myself I'm I see it uh, as a projection in my wife so it's really a sign that I really didn't love myself for it because I was really pushing her away because I really didn't 
see her depression uh, as a cry for love, and it was really difficult for me to cope with it, but as an, as an act of self-love, uh, to really appreciate her depression, to really appreciate her feeling and acknowledge it, what is behind it, would be also an act of self-love. And I feel that if I acknowledge the feelings of other people, I really acknowledge my own feelings. And this was uh, the, yeah, the gift behind it, that I have now learned to really acknowledge the feelings of other people fully and not on a superficial way but really deeply that I really see in the feelings of other people and how I deal with them a reflection of my own way of dealing with my own feelings so it's really a wonderful gift that I have got through this difficult time So, Philip, how are you loving yourself? Mm. I'm really, it's it's difficult for me to love myself in my job situation. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking how the course is teaching us that we have everything. You know, the kingdom of God is within and how to take that even though out of just words and into practice when what speaking for myself, when the outer world is so much what I is it value or is it I view as real? And the inner world is still for me a faith. It's not a The, the gifts of God are still a, a, an act of faith, and I'm, or, or, or the assuming the gifts of God are love, and you know, you know, supplies us with everything, and there is an expectation of it being reflected in the outer, and I guess if it's not, then then we're really not accepting the inner, or there's forgiveness to be done. Um, obviously I'm struggling with this because my job is uh, as I stated I'm at the point where I'm willing to let it go but still I'm not quite there yet so so go ahead I was going to say do you think you're being gentle with yourself since this is such a challenging um, situation for you right now? At times, I am. Uh, there's still a lot of self-judgment. You're right. A lot of self-judgment of not being enough something wrong with me. I guess this is coming up for healing. Yeah. Well, it brings to mind that um, one quote, I think it's from Theodore Roosevelt, about the, I, I 
can't even remember the whole thing, but something about criticizing the one who shows up, <laughs> you know, it's the one who decided to show up. So you're there. And there's a couple of people that were there before that left, that just hightailed it out of there. So to me, you have to give yourself credit for at least that. You're still there right now doing what you can do to help the situation to the best of your ability. So bravo for that. And and to and to be honest, I mean I'm getting that from my managers. So obviously it's inner. The judgment is from within. Ah. <laughs> they re- they fully recognize and they're doing their best to get new people in. It just takes time. Yeah. And in the meantime, though the the issues pile up, and I am in the middle of a. It's, it's, I tell you, it's the most bizarre thing. Uh, no one, uh, can I, I've been on the line the last two days with the company, with the vendor. They can't figure it out. They're, they're, we're waiting now for the last tier of support. You know, the, <laughs> it's just out of the blue. I've never, ever in my business ever seen something without a cause. I mean, they'll eventually find the cause, but it was just weird. It's just something. Thank God it's in the test lab, but I can't do any of my future production work, which is piling up without testing it first. So right now I'm stuck. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for asking. Go ahead. I will ask on behalf of you for assistance in the invisible with that, help with that. Yeah. Hmm. And if anyone else wants to share, I'd be interested in that concept, you know, of how they open up to the kingdom within versus looking at the projection. Hey, Philip, it's Nancy. Hey, everybody, I came in late. Hi, Nancy. Good to hear you. (laughs) I'm just listening to all of you guys, and yeah, you know, I'm looking at the situation with my daughter, you know, how it applies to me, how I'm projecting it. And, you know, I do the work and I'm saying all the things that Jennifer has taught us to say and I feel like I believe it. And yet the the, um, the, uh, manifestation, you know, the stuff that I'm seeing out here in this world of density just, it doesn't jive seems to me, you know. So I'm thinking about what Lars was saying about sincerity and and I had a meditation the other morning. You know, I really want things to be different. I, I really want things to be different than they are. And so I try to get, you know, straight in my own head and then my daughter will come around and she'll have to go to the bathroom. She says, Mom, you don't know how hard it is to find just a bathroom when you're living out of your car. And then I think, okay, compassion, you know, let her come in and use the bathroom. And then my husband says, no, that's making it easier on her. She has to experience the consequences. So where'd he go, you know? 
how do you make this stuck? I'm hearing Philip talk about being stuck. You know, you're doing all the training and the praying, and then the situation seems to be the same. Out there in the material world, you know, listen, is it, I'm hearing lots and, you know, am I being sincere within myself? And I assume somehow I'm missing something. You know, and it's the same. It's, I hear it different versions, you know, in everybody's story, and Philip and Lars and all of us, you know. It's, I don't know. I don't know. I try to be open. I just try to be open. And, you know, I want to help my daughter, and it feels so uncompassionate. And then when I, when I try to be compassionate, let her come in and you know, use the toilet, and then she'll jump in the shower. Because she's been living in this car for, now two months, and it's, we're having a heat wave out here. It's miserable. But it seems that after she does that, she goes, and she's gone for a couple of days, and I ask her, you know, how's she doing with finding a rehab place? And, oh, I can't find a place. And I just feel like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry, just confusing. I want to be compassionate, but I don't want to enable to prolong it. So there's something that I'm missing. That's all I I guess it feels good just to say it. I can feel that. I can feel that in dealing with my mom. <clears throat> Not as intense, but um, where do I draw the line between being compassionate and helping her live comfortably and enabling her to not do for herself. I hear that. Yeah, where is that line? Mm-hmm. And you want to you wanna respect yourself, like, you know, I, I, I want to respect what I think I feel. And I, you know, when I'm by myself, I think, yeah, this is how I feel. This is what I want to do. This is how I, you know, feel. This is true to me. But then, you know, that's when I'm by myself sitting quietly meditating. And then when I enact, you know, interact with her, seems like that goes out the window because it doesn't feel compassionate. So I understand what you're saying with your mom, too. You want to be true to yourself and not enable her, but then there's the compassion, and that line is so blurry. Yeah. Maybe it's not even a line. Maybe that's our problem. Oh. <laughs> We're looking for the line. The line would make it so much easier. It would make it easier. You're right. God, I want a line. I, I just- I just keep thinking of Katie Byron and how she says, if you can make peace with the present moment, the suffering is gone. She says something like that. And I'm just, because I know that with my whole job situation, my, my thoughts used to torture me. You know, instead of just staying in the present moment of, of the reality of the situation, either 
Linda, with your mom or Nancy and your daughter, you know, and I'm not saying it's easy because it can't be, but we truly don't know what anything is for. We really don't. And I think when we futurize and it's just, it's it's difficult, but I, I really, really feel for you, Nancy. It's just, I wish I had some magic words to make it all better. I'm just, I'm just processing myself because we did, my mom and I talked about some things at the spot like that, and it's just, it, it's, I don't know. Because maybe it, it is the best thing for her to be living in the car, for Aaron to be living in the car right now, even though it seems impossible for you to see that, you know. It, it must be true because that's what's happening. You know, that's the reality of the situation. Does that that's, make sense at all? No, it does. Yeah. It really, it seriously does. I thought about it too. You know, I, I don't know what anything is for. And, you know, God's in charge. You know, God works through everything. And I have to, I have to, I want to, I would like to open my heart to that, my mind, and allow that to be true, you know. But allow myself to know that and, you know, so that it can, so I can experience it. So, yeah, I, 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 I was reading a book that Sally had recommended, and I can't remember the exact title of it. Something about courageous souls, and it has to do with your pre-birth planning. And you have to be extremely open-minded to understand this book. But basically, it talked about that your souls are in this, this basically this planning room. And so let's say Nancy, you and your daughter were together, and for Nancy's, excuse me, for Aaron's soul growth, she may have begged you, Mom, I know it's going to be so hard for you, but don't let me live with you because my soul growth, I need to experience homelessness. You would do me a huge favor. And in in this book, it has like 10 different situations um, of things like that. And it's like, if you think of it as your soul's growth, that she chose this and she chose you to be her mom and you chose to for her to be your daughter and um yeah, I don't know. It just really helped me understand. It, it just puts a new kind of twist on things. That's like, well, if she chose this and she chose me, then this is the best thing for her. This is what she wants. I mean, you know what I mean? Her soul wants. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think there's so much we just don't understand. And and I know it's it's not easy. I just... I don't know. Thank, thank you, actually. I, I'm familiar with that, that concept. I've heard it before years and, you know, for years I've heard that. And I think I realize, or I, I believe it also. I believe that we, you know, pre-birth planning or whatever you want to call it, yeah, before we came in, we, we agreed on this. And that's kind of, that, that's what can keep me going through it. You know, she, she sits there and she cries and, you know, I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to do that. And I just, I don't know what I look like to her. I just, I have no words to respond to her. And I just stand there and listen and then I turn around and walk away because generally my words just make her mad. And I say them and I think I'm being clear and I tell her what I think. And she reacts as if I said something differently. I mean, she's hearing it differently. And 
So I've just started to not talk. And do you ever just tell her you look? I wonder, what, what do I look like? I just stand there and look at her, and I turn around and walk away. Who knows? You know, she wanted a yeah. stubborn. She got it. She wanted someone stubborn. She got it. I can, I can help anybody. <laughs> I just hope it's the right thing. Do you ever just tell that you love her? Yeah. And yeah. once I texted it because sometimes it's so hard to actually speak. And she texted back, do you think I don't know that? So I thought, okay, at least we know that. Well, thank God, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, thank God. She mm. knows you love her. That's cost you so much. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, that actually. I was I was just going to say I know that we're near time. Uh, I th- I appreciate what you said, and I I'm going to ask Nancy what what are you doing to love yourself? My practice, you know, I made a list. I think in one of the classes, I can't remember now. It's something about make a list of what we can do to appreciate ourselves or love ourselves or something, and I wrote a bunch of things down and really practice just connecting, you know, just connecting with it. higher self and my I am presence. And that's the most loving thing I can think of to do, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I take a dog for a walk and things like that. And, but I, I I, constantly connect. That feels the most loving thing to do, to go I into prayer. You, I think you, I think I, or is it me? I think Lars. I think all of us are doing the best we can right now in the moment. And to acknowledge that. Yeah. And if this is all true, what we're trying to learn, this is all for our highest good and we chose it at some point. So And it is our thoughts that are, it is our thoughts that are killing us. It still doesn't stop me from wanting to sprinkle fairy dust on all of us and make it all better. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the fairy dust. I know we all will. It's a beautiful image. That's a blessing. I I picture us all kind of smiling and dancing up and looking at the fairy dust as it falls. It feels really nice, actually. Does anybody move to pray us out? Some came to me from the Seven Sacred Flames book that seemed uh, appropriate for us to really shift, to transmute what our thinking, our, our, um, our, beliefs and so it's a, it's a prayer for healing through the seventh ray which is today's dominant ray so in the name of my beloved i am presence in the name of god i now call forth the action of the violent flame of transmutation of compassion and forgiveness in my auric field for the cleansing and purifying of 
every action, thought, and feeling in my mind, my heart, my solar plexus, and all of my chakras. I ask for the action of the violet fire to permeate every cell, atom, and electron of my four body systems, our four body systems at this moment and at all times. Each day of our lives, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I ask for the healing of any distortions that we perceive in our energy fields from the past and present misunderstandings. I ask the energies of the violet fire to start healing any imbalance in any, in my, in our physical, emotional, and mental bodies. With, with much gratitude, I ask now for the action of the violet fire to manifest in our energy fields in full power. And so be it, beloved, beloved, beloved I am. Amen. 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 Was that? Amen. Is that in the sacred flames? Uh, it's in a little. Um, it's a. It's a little addendum. The prayers to the seven sacred flames. I got. Oh, it's not in the book itself. No, no, it's, uh, this has a few more prayers. I accidentally got it, <laughs> thinking I was getting the book, and I go, oh, oh, I didn't get the right book, but it's been really beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, I know we can each carry that with us. All the time. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carla. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you. Love and bye. Bye. Linda? Yes, dear. Where I happened to look at the uh, recording, and it looks like it stopped. Oh, really? Because I'm just ending the recording now. Okay. It, it, it may 